You're listening to the Healthy and Thriving Career Moms podcast, where every week you will learn about healthier habits and hacks to create and support a healthy and thriving lifestyle as a busy mom. I'm your host, Wendy, and I truly believe that the best gift you can give to your family and the world is a healthy, thriving you. Let's dive in. lovely and welcome to today's episode of the Thrive series, which is all about giving you the tips, tools and tricks to live a healthy and thriving life as a busy career mum. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about the subject of mum burnout. Okay. And this isn't just that, you know, throwaway comment, oh, I'm just so burnt out. This is actually a real deal. And more and more women mums are being diagnosed with this as such. Now, I just want to, before I go any further, caveat all of this episode with the disclaimer that I am not a mental health professional. If the information that I share today triggers you in any way or makes you think, actually, I need to go and speak to someone, a professional that can help me with this, the first place I would invite you to is to to start with a call to your doctor. And from there, you can work out what the best way forward is. But hopefully by sharing more on the subject today, because I just feel it is such an important topic that we need to talk about more than ever right now, it will hopefully make either you think about your circumstances or maybe perhaps think of things that you've seen in a friend or a loved one that you think actually you might need to have a conversation to say, look, do you need to go and speak to someone? Do you need to, to take this further? Do you need to get the support and help? So that's very much my intention for today's episode. But let's just start with talking about and calling out some of the potential symptoms of mom burnout. So often it's very much characterized by extreme mental fatigue or physical exhaustion, being short-tempered, maybe feeling just completely emotionally depleted, feeling disconnected or isolated from others, including your kids, feeling mom guilt about behaviors and reactions, thoughts or feelings, feeling parental guilt or like you're an adequate parent maybe feeling anxious or overly focused on what comes next and experiencing in some cases mom rage, like being quite hostile or having like quite extreme emotional highs and lows. Maybe you're questioning your life choices, entertaining like escapist fantasies, like I'm just going to run away. Extreme feelings of never feeling good enough at home or at work and maybe concerns that your children deserve someone better than you. Maybe you feel disconnected from your partner. Maybe you have social fatigue which is preventing you from tapping into support networks. I know, especially off the back of the pandemic, so many of us are actually feeling quite socially anxious getting back to the real world. And I know personally, I felt quite overwhelmed by all the social events and gatherings and things. And I've actually felt quite exhausted recently by all the catching up as everybody's been doing. Or maybe you just have an inability to ask for support or to state your needs. So really, we're just going to If that resonates with you today, we're just really going to dive into that and we're going to look at some of the aspects that can maybe help you from a self-care perspective. Now, before you think, oh my goodness, Wendy, if one more person talks to me about self-care, I'm actually going to punch them in the face. And (laughs) I concur with that. I mean, self-care is such a buzzword and I'm all about the self-care. Heck, like I do these great self-care workshops actually free. I'll link to them in my show notes. I do one to two a month and I just offer them to my support, my mum's community, and just really to give people tips, tools, and tricks to manage their stress, manage their self-care. But I also appreciate that even within that, there are so many busy mums 
could be shift workers, single moms who genuinely just do not have time. I know, know people can bandy about, well, if it was a priority, you'd make time. And they're like, oh my goodness, between work, my parental responsibilities, maybe you're caring for a parent. I know that since my mom came to live with me nearly a year ago, it has taken up a lot more of my time than I anticipated it would having another person to look after because, yeah, that changing dynamic of the parent-child relationship. So a lot of us are finding ourselves in a situation now where we've got small children, but we're also caring for parents. So that is incredibly stressful and time-consuming. So there's all sorts of things that can factor into this. So this is not going to be a podcast that is going to tell you, oh, you need to take better care of yourself and you need to make time for self-care because honestly, I'm with you on literally punching that person in the face. Because, And not that I advocate violence by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just because it has to be realistic. And I'm all about giving mums the tools and tried and tested methods of my own to manage things. And I'm not saying I get it right. I still have those moments. I actually found myself recently feeling quite burnt out, which is actually the inspiration for this episode. I feel like 2021 was just actually a crazy year. Probably, I would say, harder for me than 2020. And don't get me wrong, 2020 was a shocker. As well as the pandemic, I lost my dad, which was incredibly heartbreaking as anybody who's ever lost a parent or a loved one will know. But having the added dynamic of you know, my parents in South Africa and trying to deal with all of that and then sell up the house and property and move my mom here and that whole dynamic changing of my mom moving in with us and then running a business through a pandemic and all sorts of things, like just more and more things started to pile up. And now 2022, it's like everyone's like, oh, it's all gone now. All of that stuff has disappeared. And now we just crack on and we we do stuff and we get out. And and our social diary has become so packed because not only am I seemingly in the year of the 40th birthday, but also it's all the missed things from the pandemic that people are wanting to catch up on now, the holidays, the weddings. So I've been feeling like my weekends have been so completely packed with socializing, which don't get me wrong, I absolutely love, but it's also not giving me the opportunity to rest and to recuperate because during the week, we've got all the different things that we do as mums and whether it's the volunteer roles or the parenting and the homework and the kids stuff, or even if your kids are fully grown and have left home, there's still so much of a burden of responsibility as a mother that never leaves. It just, it just becomes a different version of it, doesn't it? Different caring version of it. And as I say, maybe you're looking after parents now, whatever it is. So as I say, this was really my inspiration for this episode because I really had to sit and think to myself, okay, what's going on here? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so discombobulated? And it dawned on me that so many of the things that I do, and okay, so let's call it self-care practices for want of a better phrase, things that I do to help me manage my well-being and my stress levels, because we all have them. You know, you can be the happiest person in the world. Doesn't mean you don't have stress in your life. So thinking about all the things that we have, those self-care practices, and that's different for everybody. And I thought to myself, do you know what it is? I have had quite a rammed diary. So that time to do those things, those self-care practices that bring joy to me, that keep me balanced, that keep me in check, I've not been getting around to. So it was really that reflection point that actually I'm the person who's in charge of my diary. I dictate how that works. Now, and that's not because I'm not because I'm self-employed and my own boss, but I mean just because we really have to get back to this phrase, myself included, of when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. 
when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And I, I say that again for emphasis because we have to just say no. And recently I sit on some volunteer committees and people have been asking me to do things. And in the last week I've said no quite sternly on two occasions. And you know what happened? The world didn't end. <laughs> the world didn't end. It was so liberating. I mean, it was scary as heck because, you know, a recovering people pleaser, I don't like to let people down, but I just had to say, no, I'm sorry. I cannot do that right now. I'm at capacity. And it was true. I was. And I know it's easier said than done, but that's something I really just wanted to emphasize before I go any further. And it is just think about everything that you say yes to, the quick little, oh, I'll just do that. Oh, can can one of the mums bring some cakes tomorrow for this? Or, and I saw, you know, we've got our dojo app here in the UK where the school communicates with you. And then I saw a message saying, oh, can we get parent volunteers down to do this, this and this? And I just thought, oh, I could do it. I had a sort of a, a clearer diary that afternoon. And I thought, well, no, because I actually need to batch record some podcasts. I need to do some things because I've got a really busy May. So it's that whole thing of, you know, you have to assess what you're saying yes to and how much pressure that's going to put on you later down the line. So really, actually, I feel like in order to make time for self-care, we have to manage our time a bit better. And that takes focus and that takes intention. So what I really want to dive into now are some of my top time management tips that I personally come back to and use and have had to recently assess and go, actually, Wendy, are you doing this? Are you living your authentic life and living in the truth of what you teach, which is, you know, to really be intentional with your time? And People say to me sometimes, oh, you're so busy. And I go, oh, really? Am I? I'm quite interested when people say that because I think, well, how can they see my diary? They don't know what I'm doing. But just because you, you know, you can be a busy fool or you can be busy being productive. And I would just like to state it's about being efficient with your time and making the best use of your time. And that's really something that I live my life by. So yes, I pack a lot in, but I am efficient with it. But the key is where there's gaps then that you create in your diary by being efficient with your time. It's not to then fill it with other stuff. So that's the thing that I'm always mastering because, yeah, I'm a person whose brain goes at a million miles an hour and I do have lots of energy. So it's one thing I always have to check myself on is to say no and that be enough. That be the full sentence. So here are some of my time management tips for you. But before I get stuck into those, I just wanted to invite you to check this out. Are you ready to start or reset your healthy habits, but maybe you're short on time or you're just not sure where to start? You're exactly the person I created my Thrive in 5 mini course for. Reset your healthy habits in just five minutes a day so you can start to thrive in all aspects of your life and health. And the best part is it's totally free to get it. Go to wendygriffith.co.uk forward slash Thrive in 5 or go to the link in my show notes for more information. Right, back to today's show. Right, back to today's time management tips for you. So number one is to be realistic. I can, as I've admitted, find myself being a little bit unrealistic sometimes in what I can achieve. I mean, besides the fact that that's a product of my ADHD that I uh, manage with time blindness, where I sort of think to myself, I've got more time than I do to do things. But this is where I have to be really conscious of setting myself my most important actions every day. So I set myself three things on my to-do list every day. And that can be a mix 
of personal and business, those are the three things that absolutely must happen. And I do speak more about this in my morning routine episode, which I'll link to in the show notes and how I set my day up and how I plan for it and how that looks and some of the recommendations I can give you around that. But the problem comes is crucially, as we try to do all the easy things first and leave the most important stuff to the end of the day when we're stressed out and we're tired. And this is when we have the meltdowns. So it is just really about being realistic. And that's why I like to do my weekly CEO date where I look across the week and I go, right, here are all the things I need to do, need to achieve. And then I chunk that up into three MIAs, most important actions for each day. So then I can see actually, Wendy, you've got far too much on your plate this week. You may need to cull something. But when and until you can see it across the whole week, it's just far too easy to think, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. But then, you know, throw in female hormones and that time of the month or in the lead up to that time of the month or all sorts of things. You know, we're not, women aren't just like flatline like men. <laughs> where They just have quite sort of balanced emotions throughout the whole month. We do have this up and down. So it is also being mindful of that. It could be that you wake up on a day and you just think, oh, I just can't be bothered to do this. And then you beat yourself up because you haven't done the, the 10 things that you set yourself for the day because it was completely unrealistic. And we don't want that. We don't want to get in that shaming cycle. And so this leads on to the second tip, which is assess your time. Take a bit more of a critical look at how you spend your time. Are you wasting time in the shops, for example, when you could be doing it online? And it's so funny when people say to me, they go to the shops, I'm like, really? People still do that? <laughs> so are you spending four hours on your phone and not the one hour that you tell yourself? Is that time productive? Is it mindless? And is it really contributing to your life and well-being? So even though social media is a big part of my business and I love to connect with people and reach out to people and through the powers of online, I'm very grateful for that. I also have to be very, very mindful. And something that I do is I give myself a digital detox day on a Sunday. So I'm not online on a Sunday because that for me is just, you've got to give yourself a break. And I was even thinking going into May, June and the summer is actually, I'm looking to give myself a Saturday and a Sunday. I was speaking to a colleague the other day. I was saying, well, I feel like Monday to Friday, social media is more for business. And then on the weekends, I actually want to do social media for like social stuff. But actually it's getting that balance, isn't it? And we can very quickly get down the scroll hole and we've wasted so much time. So think about those little 1% gains on your life. Now, for example, grocery shopping. I know that you probably love to pick your stuff and I get it, but it might be that, yeah, that is just something that has to give in order for you to create more time so that you can have your weekly shop, your favorites, knowing what needs to be added to the basket, then topping it up. Meal planning is such a key thing. I've got a whole episode on that. I've got blogs on that. I've got my free meal planner, which I'll link to in the show notes. Such a great way to save time and money and headspace. So think about those little 1% gains. Priorities make your life revolve around your priorities. And I know that that seems so obvious, but I had this amazing analogy given to me the other day about glass balls and rubber balls and how as a mum, it's just made up of these glass balls and rubber balls. And some things are glass balls, like our families, okay? Our families, our children's well-being, it's a glass ball. You cannot drop that. We cannot drop that glass ball. But a rubber ball could be something like the gym. Now, I'm a big advocate for movement and exercise as a self-care strategy. But is it that you're in an extremely busy period and it may be that you can't get to the gym the three times a week you wanted to, maybe it's only once a week. That's a rubber ball. That's a rubber ball that can drop and that can bounce back up and you can pick it up again next month. Like it's thinking about your life in terms of what are the glass balls and what are the rubber balls. Yes, we want to be a great friend. We want to meet up with our friends for coffee and after the school run, whatever it is. Like 
all the things that what is a rubber ball and what is a glass ball? It just might be that some of those rubber balls just need to bounce for now, but we can't drop the glass balls. And the other thing is we can easily confuse people's demands from us to do stuff as urgent. So just because someone messages you asking you for something, their deadline doesn't become your emergency. It's simply a request for your attention. And for me, I just think, well, I will respond when I'm able to. And I know that sounds a bit harsh, but it is true. Nowadays in this quick, you know, fire culture of send a message, send a message, da, 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 and like, I don't know about you, but I've got about, <laughs> feels like 14 inboxes to manage of people coming at me with stuff. I just, I have to sit inside and allocate time to respond and just know that I am doing my best and I will get back to everyone as soon as I'm able to. And I don't apologize. I, I don't start my messages unless it has been a complete shocker and it's been like two weeks and I completely missed replying to somebody. But if I take a couple of days to get back to someone, I don't start the message. I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to get back to you. It's like, well, let's be honest, life is busy and we're all just doing our best. I don't need to apologize. If someone really needs something urgent from me, ring me. And even then I'm like, oh, who's calling me? What's going on? What's the emergency? Because we don't do phone calls either. But if someone really needs something, they can say, this is urgent. And then I can look at that. But yeah, we just we just need to manage expectation. Another tip is to manage who is responsible for tasks. So don't take on everyone's responsibilities and just be that, oh, it's okay, never mind, I'll do it myself person. Take charge and make the person responsible to do it. So something that I've done and delegated is like the weekly grocery shop to my husband. So we have a app on our phone, um, Microsoft to do app. It's free. You can download it and you can share your list. And what we do is when someone's in the kitchen, something runs out, we add it to the list. And then that way on, it's usually a Tuesday night because we he books all the slots in advance. So we have a, a standing slot on a Wednesday between five and six when our shopping comes. And on a Tuesday night, there's an alert in the diary in our shared calendar, which we share. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist that alerts to say, do the shop. So he'll sit in front of the telly, he'll add everything to the basket. And then often he'll just hand it over to me and say, just want to check this quickly. Is anything else you want? And he, that's something I've delegated. Now that might seem quite extreme. And you might think, oh, it's, I don't mind doing the shop. I can just do that quickly. But that's a good sort of half an hour, 45 minutes of my headspace. Why can't my husband do that? Like that's often time that I'm spent maybe catching up on work in the evening because I've been doing the school run during the day or whatever it is. So it's just about managing those expectations and those responsibilities. And I know it's different for everybody, but I'm very much a person who delegates. I don't attempt to do it all because that's just ridiculously unrealistic. Number five. So I've already touched on this, but just to reinforce it, learn to say no. Are you always trying to be that people pleaser, that person who's always saying, yes, absolutely, no worries. And, you know, they always say, always ask a busy person. But actually, it is a case of saying no. And maybe if more of us busy people that get stuff done said no, they'd start asking the people who maybe weren't so busy or actually things might not get done. Events might not get organized. Fundraisers might not happen if people aren't stepping up, but it can't always fall to you. So don't be a martyr. Say no. <laughs> Number six, switch off your phone notifications. And this is one that has been such a game changer for me. I've had notifications off my phone for years now. I still can't believe my, my husband still has notifications. I'm like, does that not drive you nuts? Ping, 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 all the time. I also have downtime on my phone. So I think it's at Hoppus nine at night. It goes into like dark nighttime mode and doesn't come back on until I think it's Hoppus six in the morning. I see, I don't even know because I don't look at my phone until about eight o'clock in the morning. 
because that is my time to get my head in the game for the day. I do not need other people's ping, ping, pings, notifications interrupting my zen and getting organized and time with my family in the morning, which we usually like to read with my daughter and have breakfast and get into our day so it's not so rushed and chaotic. And my final tip is to be done with perfection. It doesn't exist. So why are we striving for the impossible? What can you live with being imperfect? Kids' unmade beds? Ah, well. (laughs) It's not you that has to sleep in them. Dog ran through the kitchen just before bedtime. You could clean it now or in the morning when I'm going to mop after breakfast anyway. Yeah, don't worry. What can you just like let go of? I know for me, I get so frustrated at that time when everyone gets up and goes to bed and then like I'm fluffing. Does anyone else like fluff the sofa cushions? And I'm like, why does no one fold the blankets and puff the cushions? And I'm like, what if I just left it and went to bed? What if it didn't have to be perfect the next morning when none of us actually sit in the lounge again until the following evening? I mean, guys, done is better than perfect. And that is a mantra that has served me so, so well. So I really hope those top tips that I've shared just from personal experience and that I've implemented over time have helped you. And just to really think about how you manage your time and having time for you and your family and just why it's so important to fiercely protect that. And as I say, I don't always get it right, but I know that when I'm starting to feel out of balance, when I'm starting to feel burnt out, when I'm starting to feel like it's all just getting on top of me and emotional, and it's more than just the feelings you get at that time of the month. It's like that deep rooted, like, oh, am I depressed? Is like, what's going on? Like, why am I feeling this way? It's when I really soul search on it, it's because I have totally abandoned my self-care practices. I'm not managing my time well, which means I'm not making time to exercise, to have time to do things that I enjoy, like in my garden or reading or whatever it is. So yeah, bit of a longer episode today, but I feel like it needed to be done. I feel like it needed to be said. And I feel like it's going to hopefully give a lot of you permission to prioritize your time, protect your time so that you can make time for self-care so that the next time someone says to you, oh, you just need to practice self-care, you don't want to um, (laughs) punch them in the face. As I say, please don't go around doing that. (laughs) But yes, I hope that's inspired you. Please reach out to me. Let me know what from this episode has resonated. And I just really want to encourage you, if you feel like it's much deeper than that. There's a lot more going on than what I talked about today. And that some of those sort of symptoms that I spoke about at the start are really, really hit a nerve with you. you, They made you feel quite triggered. Then I really, really want to encourage you to put a call into your doctor and talk to them about how and what the next steps could be to support you with your mental health. So as always, lovelies, I love hearing from you. Please reach out to me. And if this show is helping you, it's resonated with you, please, 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 may I ask you to pop off quickly and leave a review or share it on your social media so that other moms can get this information and we can just help inspire healthy and thriving career moms. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for you. If this episode has resonated, make sure you visit wendygriffith.co.uk to discover more of my content and my fantastic free resources to support you in thriving. Or if you'd like to continue the conversation further, drop me a DM by Instagram at Wendy Griffith Live Healthy. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep thriving.